Hey, Adam. Yeah. Um, do you like um, mythology? I do. Greek mythology is fascinating. Yeah. What about um, Egyptian mythology? I don't know anything about that. What about jazz mythology? Let's talk about that. All right. I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice and just to warn you, possibly a little controversy coming your way daily. Have you read any Greek mythology actually? Yes. I was actually in sixth grade. I had a great, uh, I guess it was English or social studies, whatever the class was, great teacher. Yeah. Shout out to community school in, in uh, Ladue, Missouri. Hey. Um, that we read that, you know, Greek mythology. I don't know. It was one of the, I, the little paperback. I know. All, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah. It's great, man. Like foundation for Western storytelling. Really yeah. Cool. yeah. And I think it might have helped me with the modes of the major scale, but I'm not sure. Was it that most Greek? certainly did. <laughs> Ionian, <laughs> Doric, yeah. and all that stuff. Whoa. All right, let's. All right, we got to. My seat just went down. Oh, <laughs> hello, hello. Let's go back up. Hades dragging That's you right. down. Uh, let's uh, let's dive in. We got a list of seven here. Our well, what, seven. Yeah, what are we talking about today? Talking about our seven biggest jazz myths. Right. Should that have been largest? Seven biggest. Sorry, seven largest jazz. No, it's biggest. That's right. Yeah, I think okay, that's right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we first of all do we get a chance to order these, or we're going to do them in no particular order? No particular order. All right. Cause, yeah. All right. Good. So why don't we start with, as we say that, I'm going to reorder it. Number uh, one is for our seven biggest jazz myth. Yep. You need to go to jam sessions every day to get better. Is that a jazz myth? I believe it is. It is a myth. Yeah. Now, I think I grabbed this one off the internet when I when I Googled, because most of these we came up with, but a couple I threw in there. That's good I to do research. To what, yeah, do, yeah, you know, a little research. Um, but this one's a little bit funny because... If you go to jam sessions every day, you actually will get better. Yeah, you will. But I think the myth part of it is that that in general, like just go to jam sessions, be around the music, and that's how you get better. When that you know individual practice, the studying, listening to recordings, all yeah. the things work together. Jam sessions are just a part of it. Plus, if you're going to kind of the wrong jam sessions, it can be bad. I.e., bad players yeah. or bad tunes and stuff like that, you're not really going to get anywhere. You might even get worse. Yeah, I mean, your time is always a consideration. So if you're going to jam sessions with a ton of bad players or something and you're waiting for three hours whatever that time could probably be better spent practicing at right. home you That's know what right. i mean but i mean you still need to go and, and get yourself out there for right. sure with the community good yeah. all right what's number two you have to be a jazz professor to play jazz well now I know that Monk had three doctoral degrees from juilliard oh no he didn't no he didn't <laughs> yeah interesting <laughs> um so what, what, what are you trying to say? Myth, man. <laughs> oh, okay, Come on. myth. Right, of right. Sorry, I got confused. Yeah. I don't know if it was a double negative there. Yeah, you don't have to be a jazz professor. Now, this is not to say we love the jazz professors. There's plenty of jazz professors. I mean, like Joe Lovano comes to mind. Um, uh, Herbie Hancock is a jazz professor. I mean, there's plenty of jazz professors. It's not about that. Yeah. But uh, the main thing about this is we're saying you don't have to be a scholar of jazz in order to play well. No. No. And, 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 you know, historically, that's never been the case until very, very recently that there was even this opportunity to, like, study jazz at this, you know, secondary education level. I mean, it's just really it's it's really such a huge part of the uh, a part of the music now 
Um, but yeah, man, you don't need that at all. Man. Right. And I think it also speaks to just like, you don't have to talk about music in a scholarly, no. be able to talk about music. I mean, it's a cool thing if you can do that. And like, you know, Wynton Marsalis definitely comes to mind that like he has such a great ability to go from being a jazz professor to, to really a jazz scholar yeah. to sort of an American history and how jazz fits into the American story scholar as well. And then a great player and everything. But, but that's a very rare separate skill set. Yeah, but think about someone like, like Roy Hargrove or Miles Davis or someone who didn't want to talk about the music like that right. for, for the fear that it would ruin the mystery of it. You right. know, of for them, right? You know, I think I think there's. I, I might be a little irked this morning with yeah, some yeah, jazz yeah. professor. Yeah, yeah. Pro- professor like Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's, move, let's on. move on. Let's to something on. a little less controversial, <laughs> and that is, uh, you have to suffer or do drugs or be African American in order to play jazz well. Less controversial. <laughs> that was a little joke. All right. Okay. So I grouped all these together because basically it's all things that really don't have anything to do with the music, but that either popular culture or the media or the movies or just ignorant people have associated with the music. Um, sort of socioeconomic things and whatever. And and really what this is about is that you know, it's not to say that there haven't been jazz musicians that's just like there's been, you know, attorneys and doctors and stuff that have done drugs that are successful or good. It's just that it has nothing to do with that. It and doesn't. so it makes an interesting thing in certain movies and, and, and that kind of thing. But, yeah. but you have the vast no. majority of great jazz players that don't partake in that. That kind of stuff know? is sexy or to, or to suffer is, you yeah. know, like you're always, you know, this brooding artist. or whatever. Yeah. And that's a lot of times associated with the blues. And I think that there's certainly a, an element to that. I mean, a huge element to how the blues, you know, was born, how it came to influence jazz, really the foundation, one of the big foundation points, and how that came out of the African-American, a um, lot of suffering, slavery, totally. in, you know, in in this country and in this music, and there's certainly that historical link there f- no for doubt. sure. Yeah. But when you talk about, like, I almost think it's kind of, um, uh, what do you call it, disingenuous when that's attached to the music. Now, that's like saying that's only what it's about. So I think you have to understand the foundations and the historical implications of the music, For but sure. you don't have to be from Mississippi and suffer um, in that way or even geographically be somewhere or racially be of a certain race in order to play that play this music. I think this boils down to me to, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, to authentic- authenticity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like wh- whoever you are, bring that to the music. Right. You know what I mean? If you do drugs, bring that to the music. Yeah, that's right. If you're straight edge, bring that to the music. That's you know right. I mean? So it's like, um, the authentic- authenticity is the, uh, I'm, I have to say that word twice, apparently every yep. time I say it, is the most important part. That's right. Yeah. Good. All right, number four. If you transcribe solos, you'll automatically get better. What? Wait, actually, is, is that a myth? No, that's real. That's got to be totally real, right? <laughs> well, okay, this is, well, yeah, okay, I decided to put a kind of a, a little. But a, what does automatically mean? One. Exactly. So technically, it's not true. You're not going to get automatically better. But by this one, I what I just meant was, sorry to steal this one back, but I think I wrote this Take it. One. You could take that one. No, the thing was, and this was another one I got off the internet. Oh, that's right. That's why I put this in there, because this is literally on a list of things of the top myths. And I'm like, no, it's actually not a myth. You will get better as long as you're doing the some other things that are required to become a great musician as well. Yeah. I mean, if we sell you on anything of this podcast, it's transcription as a as a means to (laughs) become a better player. So, well, you see, I wrote on there. This is actually not a myth in all caps. So there you go. All right. Can I do the next one since you hijacked that one? <laughs> right. Well, what a myth. So, you know, uh, go ahead. All right. You have to be a member of the jazz police uh, force. Jazz police force. You had it force. 
<laughs> I didn't know there was a whole force of jazz police. You, yeah. A jazz police task force. Task force. To, to play right. jazz well. That, yeah. is, uh, that is a myth. Yeah. I mean. It, it's so much of a myth. I don't know if you can be a member of the jazz police force. Are there any members of the jazz police force that are really good players? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's call them out, man. We got a lot of. Well, Ethan Iverson, he's a great player, and he kind of... Is he on the jazz police, though? He might be on the art police. Yeah. But no, he just has very strong opinions. Yes, right. Yeah, and actually, we can't put him on the jazz police because he's very articulate in his, like, writings and stuff, so... But it fits... He's too good, too. Yeah, he's good. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, could you be... But the whole thing is what we're saying is you don't have to be a member of the jazz. So if there's a couple that have slipped in onto yeah, the force. You definitely do not. <laughs> he's I, undercover. I, I encourage you not to be in part of the jazz police. Exactly. Actually, yeah. Exactly. And you definitely don't have to be part of it. Yeah. But there's many on that jazz police force that think, I mean, it's kind of stupid, though, because what they're trying to enforce, they realize that all the, the, the uh, many of the great players are not on the police force. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's move on. All right. Number six. You have to know the entire history of jazz to play or listen to the music. So, so I realized we were starting to get into, you know, the biggest jazz myths, and it's all about being a great player. You don't have to do these things to still be able to play. But it, there's so many myths around the music. So to be to listen to the music, to enjoy the music, whether playing or listening and being a part of it, there really is this myth and this kind of doctrine that you have to do homework, that you have to know the history. Like, how can you enjoy Thelonious Monk if you haven't? I've actually heard people say this. If you, if you don't know Scott Joplin to Earl Father Hines to Mead Lux Lewis. And, I mean, you're going to be enhanced if you know that. Yeah. But if you just sit down and listen to Monk and you don't know anything else and you enjoy that, what a great thing. Yeah, you know for I mean? real. Yeah. So I think that this, you know, placing the music in, into this museum, into the into the universities has kind of done a disservice when we get this better, you know, holier-than-thou attitude. Well, you don't know the history of stride piano? <laughs> then you can't be a great player. Of course you can. There's yeah. a lot of great players that don't know that. Yeah, I, 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 hear, I hear you on this one. I'll hear it. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, no, you seem I a do. little skeptical. No, there, no, no, no. Right? I'm, I'm thinking it through a little bit because I do. And I mean, you're right that in whatever you put into this, you're going to get back, you know, yeah. tenfold as yeah. far as like digging deeper into you know artists or in the history of music. It, it really does enhance your whole experience. It's so much more fun to listen to modern stuff, knowing the history of it and where it came from and the lineage. Yeah. But like you said. You can still put on, if you've never heard Monk, you can still put on a Monk record and hopefully enjoy it and, right. and not have to be vibed by the jazz police. I love how, like, you know, Monk is like the latest thing. They know, were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, something modern like Monk. You don't have to go all the way back before <laughs> Monk, you know, a good 50 years ago. All right, we got number seven? Yeah. This will, this will be a good one for you because it's topical to yourself. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, you have to wear jazz hipster clothes to play slash listen to jazz. Beret, piano tie. Now, hold on a minute, buddy. You are wearing a scarf indoors. Yeah. It's cold. Come the on, man. But this is not jazz hipster clothes. I'm wearing clothes. like a blue sweater. I know. I didn't say this applies to you right now. The only the hipster part did. But but actually, this is two different things. So I should, probably shouldn't have put hipster because – but I put jazz hipster. Okay. So I'm thinking more like you know going back – Back in the day to like Greenwich Village in the 50s, the, right. the beatnik thing and whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But, you know, like the guy who shows up, you know, with the I was going to say the long cigarette. No, that's something different. Isn't it? <laughs> this beret, one has really gone off the, the rails. The beret. The that's beret. the one part around the world. That There's does that make guy, you look jazzier. Though. That makes you look jazzier. And, this, and the, the piano tie, you weren't feeling that? You know, the guy who shows up and is like, hey, what's up, man? The cats <laughs> are all here. You know, this is definitely a myth. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is the seven biggest myths. And we're all number. Number seven. Come this on. whole 
episode is a myth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you're not feeling this one? No, this is fun, man. This yeah. is fun. I like I like the lighthearted. You'll hear it fairs. Not everything has to be all about block chords and, That's and right. triad <laughs> pairs. That's right. Well, you know what? So if, if we miss the mark on a couple of these, why don't you guys go to YouTube, check out today's episode, leave us in the comments. Miss the mark. We missed the whole target. I don't <laughs> think so. If, if technically, let's go back and do a quick recap because okay. we haven't done That's this. Good so here's the seven again. Right. And this is what you guys can refute. I think number four is the only one we have a little bit of legal exposure There might on. be number seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number one, you need to go to jam sessions every day to get better. Myth. Mm. Number two, you have to be a jazz professor to play jazz well. Myth. Myth. Number three, you have to suffer, do drugs, be African-American, etc., to play jazz well. Myth. Um, number four, you have to transcribe. No, if you transcribe solos, you'll automatically get better. Not a Not myth. A myth. <laughs> number five, you have to be a member of the jazz police force to play jazz well. Myth. Yeah. Six, you have to know the entire history of jazz to play or listen to the music. True, not myth. No, no, no. Myth with caveat. Myth with right. caveat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Seven, you have to wear jazz hipster clothes to play or listen to jazz. Well, that's it for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so leave us in the comments on YouTube if, if, if you, you know, number one through seven, if you disagree with or agree with any of these. Or maybe you have some other jazz myths that would be interesting for us to hear a comment on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And go to youllhearit.com to uh, leave us a question uh, or a voicemail there. Yep. Also pick up some You'll Hear It swag. You know, we have t-shirts. We're still working we on these seven-star t-shirts. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're coming soon, but we've got some uh, of the OG logo You'll Hear It t-shirts available they're, now. They're like two months old. How can they be OG? <laughs> well, men's stuff. Maybe we've done like 500 episodes since That's then. That's true, actually. All right. Well, till tomorrow. You'll hear it. You'll hear it.